Welcome. Thank you for calling Diamonds of Promise LLC with Lane. We're a positive women's empowerment outreach based in Cuyahoga County, but serving women worldwide. Here, we believe all women are as rare diamonds, special, unique, and of great value to God. If you're not sharing, please mute your phone and you will be connected. If you are the host, press star now. Otherwise, please wait and you will be joined into the conference.
looked through a window and saw the king David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in his place. In the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it, and David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And as soon as David made, and as soon as David had made an end of offerings, burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. And he dealt among all the people, even among the whole multitude of Israel, and all, and as well to the women as men, to everyone a cake of bread and a good piece of flesh and a flagon of wine. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. Then David returned to bless his household. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids and his servants as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovered himself. And David said unto Michael, It was before the Lord which chose me before the Father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore will I play before the Lord. And I will yet be more vile than this and will be based in my own sight and of the maidservant, maidservants which thou hast spoken of. Pardon me. Of them shall I be, be had in honor. Therefore, Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no child until the day of her death. And that was chapter 6, verses 1 through 23 of 2 Samuel. <clears throat> and I'm going to jump into my interpretation. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this word today. I thank you, Lord God, for the story of, uh, in 2 Samuel of David. Father, I pray that you will open up our spiritual eyes and spiritual ears to be able to receive everything that you have for us today in your holy word. Father, I pray that you will bind the spirit of confusion. And Father, that you will bind any spirits of chaos or distraction in the atmosphere. And Lord, I thank you for all that you're doing in the Breakfast Bible Club. And I thank you, Lord God. And I give you all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, it is so. This line is blessed. So jumping right into chapter six. Pardon me one second. Okay, so what we see going on here is that now Uzzah is killed because of the um, Ark of the Covenant, and he didn't, um, I believe that he didn't really understand, or even if he did understand, he didn't take it seriously that he was not supposed to handle the Ark of the Covenant for no reason. 
And we know that um, when the oxen shook it and that it was falling, he really, um, I believe, was trying to save it, you know, from hitting the ground. I believe that he was feeling in his own mind that he needed to protect it. But something that holy, you know, God would protect. Something that holy, you know, it, it wouldn't have been an issue with him, um, with him, uh, you know, touching it because God would have made a way. So we see Second Samuel 6, David brings the ark of God into Jerusalem. And then we see that uh, here he brought the ark of the covenant into Jerusalem. And David gathered all the choice men of Israel and all his best soldiers to bring it to Jerusalem which was showing his heart towards it. You know, he found the best people that he could find. But still, you know, the ark was three feet and nine inches and uh, two feet, three inches wide. So it was pretty big, you know, pretty heavy. So when the oxen shook it, um, you know, it, it fell. And then other thought that he could protect it. And this is what something that was terribly forbidden. Um, they even had uh, poles in, in the ark of covenant so that, Human hands wouldn't even touch it. They would touch the pole. So now the ark is brought from verse 3 to 5 with great joy onto the car. But unfortunately, Uzzah is killed because of what he has done. And, um, you know, it's really, it's really sad that he didn't respect or even acknowledge that he shouldn't have handled that, the ark, which he even should have really known better. So um, we see now uh, what we take from these verses is that following God's instruction um, is very important to the T. We can't add to it or take away from it. And, um, you know, Uzzah learned this message in a very terrible way. It cost him his life. So moving on, the ark is still brought in. Um, David, he, he prayed for God's blessing over it, and he was really excited. And this was a good thing, so he was so happy he began to uh, David and all the house of Israel played music before the Lord. Um, they were celebrating, and the atmosphere was joyful, exciting. And But um, none of it really pleased God because of the disobedience to his word. So um, Uzzah struck dead, and after he struck dead, um, we see that, you know, the people were saddened by that, and David was dis distraught by it as well. And then David reacts with anger and fear through verse 8 through 9. He became angry of the of Lord's, you know, um, taking of Uzzah's life. And he was just really distraught. Then we see the ark of the Lord. You know, he was saying, well, how can I, how can it come to me? Because so now he's fearful about it. But God nevertheless still had the ark go where he wanted it to go. The second uh, attempt was successful. David leaves the ark with Obed, Edom, and verse 10 to 12. Um, David would not move the ark. He didn't want to touch it anymore. He's like, no, we're going to leave it here. And um, he took it inside. They took it inside to the house of Obed, Edom. Um, the Gittite it remained there for three months. And then the Lord blessed Obed, Edom, for his household held the ark. And he blessed him because of it. So um, David, uh, the ark is successfully going to where it needs to be. David is rejoicing. And then something else happens. Um, I believe that Michael, his, his wife, it may have been an issue where he either, when he was dancing, he was wearing a linen ephod. And we know that, you know, that's like a thin garment. 
And um, we're not sure if he was dressed, you know, if it was something where the maid servants had saw him um, accidentally, if he became uncovered, or was it just a thing that she was angry because of his worship. But whatever it was, you know, it, she uh, was upset and she let him know it. You know, she let him know I'm upset about this. And she basically uh, shunned him about it. And um, that's pretty much how it goes. It, it closes out. It says she despised him in her heart. So she didn't approve of his worship, you know, how he was worshiping. You know, maybe it was a little too much for her or the maid women servants were looking at him inappropriately. But nevertheless, she didn't like it. So she goes and lets him know how she feels about it. And uh, it says she was childless until this day. And David rebuked Michael. He said to her, it was before the Lord, you know, um, who chose him instead of his, uh, the father of his house. So he's basically telling her he can play his music before the Lord. When he does it before the Lord, you know, it was humbling him in his own sight. So the main servant, who she was speaking about, he was letting them know that her know that he really wasn't concerned about that. And then that's how the um, chapter ends with her being childless to this day. And it's, I'm saying that Michael's barrenness was not um, necessarily the result of, of God's judgment. It might be that David had never had marital relations with her again because of her attitude towards him. So, you know, that could be why um, she remained childless even into the day, that day. And my prayer is, Father, I thank you for the word today. I thank you, Lord God, of the story, Lord God, of David and um, all those included. God, Father, I ask that you will bless us here on the line to be able to always respect the things of God and to never, ever ignore your instruction and to hold your instruction very in high esteem, Lord God, because we know that obeying you could be the difference between life and death. So, Lord, I ask that you will bless us all here on this line, that you will touch us, Lord God, open up our understanding. And, Father, when we see someone worshiping, let us not judge. We don't know the details or what's in their heart. Leave that up to God to judge. If we see someone praising you or worshiping you, and we may feel it doesn't take all that. Father, we David danced before the Lord with all of his might. So, Father, let us not be judgmental of one another, no matter what. Let that uh, situation be left in your hands, God. And, Lord, I just thank you for the message today and your word. Father, I pray that you will bless everyone here on the line today. And I give you all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name. It is so. Wow, a lot happening in these verses. Chapter 6, blessings, everyone. Other is killed for the trans transporting, transporting of the Ark of the Covenant. Welcome, everyone. What we do in the Breakfast Bible Club is we read our verses, and again, our verses is Second uh, Samuel chapter 6, all, and uh, we give our interpretation of these verses, and that's simply what we get from it. And then we release the prayer. It could be a short prayer for ourselves or our loved ones, family and friends, or the prayer could be to bless the line. I will then point out one key from each interpretation. If you do not have an interpretation today, you can feel free to read the verses or you can sing a song in connection with our verses, as long as you feel led to do so. We have our writers on the line. Blessings, welcome to our writers, our writers that write out the verses daily and this step is optional, 
If you love to write, this step is for you. So um, writing out the verses does so much with the memory and, and does a lot with uh, helping us have deeper understanding and handwriting and so much more of improving our handwriting. It is also my prayer that all of our listeners that are on the line welcome that will take something away from the Breakfast Bible Club to encourage, uplift, and bless your spirit today using the Word of God. Remember, everyone, the Word is our focus. We're respectful of each other, sharing examples of the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22-23, which is love, joy, peace, respect, patience, and the like. So we never interrupt anyone's interpretation, or we also respect everyone's share here. Even if we don't agree with what uh, their interpretation is, we still show respect and allow that person to share. We understand we're all in different processes in our walk with God. So we welcome the Holy Spirit to flow and move, and this makes it a safe place to share. So with that being said, let's grab some coffee, tea, or water if we choose, and let's get started. And again, this is the Breakfast Bible Club. Welcome. I'm Minister Lane, the host of the Breakfast Bible Club, and this is God's Club. We'll now welcome Sister Melissa to the line. Welcome, Sister Melissa. Good day. Good day, it's Buenos Breakfast Bible Club, Today, I'm going to read from the Holy Bible. Hoy voy a leer de la Sagrada Biblia. Today, I'm reading 2 Samuel, chapter 6. Segura Samuel, capítulo 6. And... Verse 1, the chosen men of Israel, oh, excuse me, again David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000, uno, David volvió a renuir a todos los Escuidos de Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went and went with all the people that were with him from Ballet of Judah to bring up forth, to bring up from hence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubim. Both. Y se levantó David partido de Bala, de Sura, con todo el pueblo que tiene consigo para hacer pasar de allí el arca de Dios sobre la cual era indicado el nombre de Jehová de los ejércitos que mora entre los gobiernos. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Bendad, that was Sophia, and Uzzah, and Aloe, the son of Bendad, and a brave, brave and new cart. 
3. Pusieron el arco del río sobre su carro nuevo y a llevaron de la casa de Arpintar, que estaba en el collado, en Usa y Aío, hijo de Arpintar. Guiaben el carro nuevo. Four. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was at Gabea, accompanying the ark of, the, of God. And Ao went before the ark. Cuatro. Y cuando lo levan de la casa de Abinadab, que estaba en el hoyado en el cerca del río, o iba delante de Arca. Five, and David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even on harp and <clears throat> on I don't know that word, but my batteries and timbrels and cornets on um, cymbals. Cinco. David a toro la casa de Israel. Tanzapan delante de Ejova con toro clase de instrumentos. De mandara de Ajaya con arcos, papillerios, banderos, flautas y simbolos. Six. And when they came to in the threshold, threshold and floor, Uga parked forth in his hand in the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. Say, Cuando llegaron a la era de Naco, Uga extendió su mano al arte de Dios, y la porque los bueyes tropentaban. Seven. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uza, and God smote him there for his error, and there he died by the ark of God. Siete. Y el fuego de Ejoa en bien se encendió contra Usa y lo tiró. Allí los por aquí terminar y calla allí muerto junto al arca de Dios. Hey, and David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Usa. And he called the name of the place Perez Uza to the death. Ocha. He said, Every deal they be. For a be Harita, a Hova, a Uza. He swear 
llamando a aquel lugar resulta hasta hoy. Number nine, and David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, how shall the ark of the Lord come to me? Nueve, y temiendo de ti a Ejoat aquí día, dijo, ¿cómo va a venir a mí el arca de Ejoat? So David would not remove the ark of the, of the Lord unto him in the city of David, but David carried it aside in the house of the in the house of Obendam, the Gittite. de modo que David no hizo traer para ti el arca de Jehová a la ciudad de ti y la quiso llevar de ti a casa de Obis o de Eteo Eteo Eleven And the ark of the Lord committed unto the house of Obed, Edom, the Kedai, three months, and the Lord blessed Obed, Edom, and all his household. Once, y estuvo el arca de Ejola en casa Obed, Edom, que teo tres meses, y bendito Ejola, o Obed Edom y a todo su casa. Well, and, and it was so David saying, the Lord had blessed the house of mm -hmm. Obed and all that pertaineth unto him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed into the city of David with gladness. Entonces, fue dado aviso al rey de ti, diciendo Jehová ha bendecido la casa de Obed Edom y todo lo que bien a causa del arco de Dios. Entonces, David fue y Llevo con alegría en el arca de Dios de casa de Obed, don Edom, a la ciudad de David. Thirteen, and it was so that one day that there the ark of the Lord had gone six places to sacrifice ox and fatling. Y cuando los que llevaban el arca del Dios habían andado seis pasos, el sacrificio un buey y un carnero en grado, en grado, en 
engrotado. Perdóname, por favor. 16. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was geared with a linen ephod. 14. Y David cantaba con todo su juez delante de Jehová. Y estaba David vestido con un ephod de lino. 15. So David and all the so David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with, with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Quince. Así David y toda la casa de Israel conducían el arca de Ejoa con jubilo y sonido de trompeta. 16, and the ark of the Lord came into the city of David. Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. 16, cuando el arca de Ejoa llegó a la ciudad de David, anticipó que Mica Silla de Sal, muro desde una ventana, y vio al rey de Pique saltaba y saltaba delante de Ejoa, y le mento prepicio en el su corazón. 17, and they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in place and in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pinched for, for it. And David offered burnt, and they, excuse me, and David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. Diecisiete, metieron pues alta de y la pesturan en su legar en medio de un día de que David le había levantado. Y sacrificio de holocausto y ofrenda de paz delante de Ejová. 17. And as soon as David had made an end of offering, burnt offering and peace offering, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. ocho, y cuando había acabado de ofrecer los alacazos y ofrendas de paz, bendijo al pueblo eh, en el nombre de Jehová de los eritos. Nineteen, and he dwelt among all the people, even among the whole multitude of Israel, as well to the women and men, to everyone a cake of bread and a good piece of flesh and a flagon of wine. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. 
10 y 9, y partió a todo pueblo y a toda la multitud de Israel. Hacían nombres como a mujeres atadas, una, un, uno, una pan y un pedazo de carne y una torta de pasas. Y se fue todo el pueblo para un a su casa. Twenty. Then David returned to bless his household, and Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, who covered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants, as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovered himself. Veinte. Volvió luego de ti para bendecir su casa. Y saliendo Michael a recibir a David, dijo, ¿Cuál honrado ha quitado hoy el rey de Israel? Destruyendo hoy delante de las criadas de su servicio, como su destruir sin de decoro un cualquiera. 21. And David said unto Michael, It was before the Lord which chose me before thy father and before all this house to appoint me ruler of the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore, I will play before the Lord. Entonces, David respondió a Fue delante de y es mi el guío en presencia a tu padre y a todo su casa para constituirme por principal sobre el pueblo de Ejoba sobre Israel. Por tanto, cantaré delante de Ejoba. And I will yet, and I will yet be more vile than thus, and will be based in mine on sight, and of the maid servants which thou hast spoken of them shall I be had in honor. Bencelo y aún haré más que estaba de y será bajo a tus ojos. Pero sobre orando delante de las criadas y quienes has hablado. 23, the last verse. Therefore, Michael and the daughter of Saul had no child unto the day of her death. Veinte y tres, y Maca, hija de Saúl, 
nunca hubo sido hasta el día de su muerte. And that was Second Samuel chapter 6, Segura, Samuel capítulo 2. And if anyone would like to read in Spanish, you are welcome. Si alguien le gustaría leer en español, en español. And my prayer is, miraciones. God, I love everything you created. Dios, amo todo lo que creaste. Please forgive me of my sins. Por favor, perdón me de mis pecados. The sins I do and I don't know. Los pecados que hago y no sé. Please have mercy on me and protect me. Por favor, tien piedad de mí, perdón me. Give me knowledge. Dame conocimiento. And the wisdom to execute the knowledge correctly. Y dame sabiduría para llegar conocimiento correctamente. And everyone who wants to share my prayer, you are welcome to let yourself have some of that. Todo lo que quieren compartir mi oración. Eres bienvenido a dejarte tener algo de eso. And um, when I get out of these verses, sometimes I don't have a a daily interpretation because it kind of reminds me of life and nature because um, in life all the time you don't know what's happening at the moment. Sometimes over time go past, you get a chance to uh, evaluate and look at the situation and say, you know, oh, okay, now I get it. So that happens to me a lot of times, but I do want to say I'm really thankful for just the opportunity to get up every day and read and try and uh, do things to make it better. And I like I like uh, that the responsibility is all of ours. I really do appreciate Minister Lane. There's a lot of things that uh, someone could ask you to do with them every day or just period. And I love that. Uh, I love that she says, hey, let's just read the word and let's do it every day. Let's get it. Let's get a gangster side. Let's don't cheat ourselves. Let's every single day stay connected and try. And um, I really, I really appreciate that. Enjoy that because I feel like it's all of our responsibilities, not one person, but everybody's responsibility to try to make it better. And uh, every day, you know, not just one day, every day. So I'm thankful for that. And um, I'm trying to do my part today. And that's all I have to say. Gracias. Thank you, Sister Melissa, for translating our verses today. And uh, our verses are Second Samuel, Chapter 6, all in its entirety. And Sister Melissa is a self-taught, respected translator here at the Breakfast Bible Club, bridging the gap for our Spanish-speaking family to be able to join in with us. So I give God the glory for all the effort that she puts into it, and also for her prayer, the oración, that invites anyone that would like to share in it to be able to do so. And may the Lord add a blessing to the hearing and the reading of his holy word. 
So thank you, Sister Melissa. And also, I want to say welcome to everyone. Um, everyone, the floor is open, and anyone can read or share. And I also wanted to um, thank you for your interpretation of what you got today. I love how you pointed out, you know, sometimes we'll get information, and then later we'll go back and say, oh, okay, you know, and may get it, you know, later on. So thank you for pointing that out. And also thank you for pointing out being dedicated. Um, something that's uh, really um, important, you know, to be consistent, especially to reach your goals. You know, the Breakfast Bible Club has a lot of different keys here to help everyone. Um, and being dedicated and being consistent, you know, it takes time, it takes effort, and uh, it takes your, 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 your will, you know, determination to keep going every day and to get up and try every day. So thank you, Sister May Lisa, for sharing that today. And I pray that each and every one of us, every day we wake up, will continue to be dedicated and motivated to do everything that it is we want to do and also to keep going. And God bless everybody. The floor is open. Welcome. Welcome to the Breakfast Bible Club. Today, Breakfast Bible Club. <laughs> Today I am reading from the Holy Bible. <laughs> Holy boy, here there is God everywhere. My verse today is Second Samuel chapter six, verse five, verse nine. Then he became afraid of the Lord. That day he said, How can I bring that holy that holy box? Good morning, Breakfast Bible Club. That's my man, uh, Israel. I was chuckling, but that was that's, that was that was good right there. Um, I'm gonna read 
a little bit of it from both parts of the two situations happening in this chapter. Um, both was both well known. Um, and I'm coming for the complete Jewish Bible. Okay, um, starting verse six, but um, is a if I'm saying his name right. When they arrived at Nukon's threshing floor, the ox stumbled. As they put his hand out to study the ark, but an Adonai anger blazed up against Isai, and God struck him down on the spot for his offense, offense me, so that he died there by the ark of the God of God. And I'm gonna read. Uh, um, Okay, I'm going to start from when David praising God. King David was told, and I blessed the house of Overeden and everyone who belongs to him, thanks to the ark, God said, I mean, uh, ark of God. So David went and joyously brought the ark of God upon the house of, of, of Overeden in the city of David when those bearings the ark of Anadi had gone only six paces. He sacrificed an ox and flattered, fattened sheep. Then David danced and spun around with abandon before Anadi, wearing a linen ritual vest. So David and all of his, uh, all the house of Israel, brought up the ark of Anadi with the shouting and the sound of sulfur as the ark. Of Adonai entered the city of David. Micah, the daughter of Saul, watched from the window, saw David leaping and spinning before Adonai, and she was filled with contempt for him. They brought the ark and put it in a place inside the tent. David set it up for it. Set it up for it. David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before Adonai. When David finished offering the burnt offering and peace offering, he blessed the people of Anadi. Then he distributed all the people uh, of Israel to everyone, both men and women, a loaf of bread, a portion of meat, and a raisin cake. After which the people all let, left their homes. Um. Okay. When David returned to the, his house, Micah the daughter of Saul came out to meet him and said, Such honor the king of Israel earned for himself today, exposing himself before his servants, slave girls, like some vulgar expeditionists. Oh I can't mess that word, but David answered Micah in the president, who chose me over your father and over everyone in his family to make me chief over. Anadi's people of Israel. I will celebrate in the presence of Anadi. I will make myself still more contemptible than that, and I will be humiliated in my own eyes. But those slave girls you mentioned will honor me. Micah, the daughter of Saul, remained childless until the day she died. Um, the first part, the first one I read it was about. Uh, if I'm saying his name wrong, please forgive me. 
orders of that. Is I, is a. Um, when he put his hand out, that's what his mistake was. Like, you know, he put his hand out to try to save it, but the thing with that body is just the the um. My understanding, interpretation of that is just keep your focus on what God have you do. If you see anything that his people or his 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 per or uh, people that is uh, carrying the word of God, if you see anything that's off about them, don't don't try to fix it. Let God handle it. And if it falls to the ground, God will, you know, God made the ground. That's my understanding. And, you know, he, he anything that's holy from God, it hits the ground, it's going to be holy. The ground going to be holy. I think that he he stopped a moment of God to show people that no matter what happens, God's still in control. And, and especially that ground could have been holy. And you, we don't know what God could have done in that moment of time miraculously. He tried to be, you know, try to go out his boundaries to save something that God don't need saving. So basically, that's his, the ark was the word of God. The ark was uh, the presence in the word of God. So I, I get what that is. Don't ever try to save the word of God. The word of God is selfish. It's going to be what it'll be, and it's going to show itself um, to this people. And um, that's my understanding with that. Now, with Micah. David didn't care. David was a warrior, and he was a prayer warrior, and he was a prayer worshiper. So, this ain't the only time you're going to see David dance out of his clothes. David danced his clothes to, to honor God. He didn't care what people say, what did they see. He praised God so so much, he came out of his clothes. That's what that meant. He came out of his clothes. He was naked when he got done praising, when he came back from when out back to himself from praising God, he was naked. That's how, that's how uh, precious that moment was to him. He didn't care. He praised, played the, the music, the instrument. He praised it. So when he came out of his clothes, that's being, being humble. That's being just giving God all your all, no matter what or who around you. You praise it in the presence of God, and you got you can't get that that moment. Back when God comes, so David sees the moment by his praises and being um, shameless. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't want to get God praised. We've seen the churches like, no, God is here. Get get in His presence and do what you gotta do. Worship Him in His presence when His presence is here, because it comes and goes at moments. So David understood that. And David praised. David played music. David said, "Come on, let's go. Get God is here. He's here. The holy uh, holies is here." He came to earth. That's praising why he's here. You know what I'm saying? So he took that moment and his wife didn't understand that she was out of line and out of out of out of um out of out of sync with God. Because she if she knew that they was a man of God like he was, she would understand that she would be praising from where she was at. You know what I'm saying? So that's she just missed the moment of time and tried to rebuke him. As her Lord, as her king, and as her husband. No, you just say, uh, she, she could have said, husband, I don't, Lord, my husband, I don't understand why did you get naked, but if you give me understanding, I can understand, you know what I'm saying? And she could be one with him in their in their marriage and praising God. So that's what happened right there in that moment. David praised himself, eyes of clothes, didn't care. Abandonment. He said abandonment. That means he didn't care. He didn't care with his praise of God. He was in the moment. He knew who was there. So that's what we have to do, even in our life, no matter who around us, 
who say anything, mama, father, husband, kids. No, God is here. God's presence is precious when he comes to earth. Let's seize the moment, praise him so we'll get what we need out of that. Or just praise him. We ain't got to get nothing out of there. Just praise him because the, the holies of holies is here. Let's praise him. Let's give His this moment in his presence to bless him and to show him who he are in our life. And my prayer today, Lord, just thank you for the example for David, Lord God. Just give me the mindset when your presence is here. Let me go to, to seize the moment and praise you as your holiness has come into us. And it's, it's not rare, but it's moments that you show up where we have to just praise your presence, Lord God, and let let you know let you know who you are in our life. Uh, so when you take it and go back to to where you the holy holies, we have that moment we share with you, and you remember our our worship, Lord God, like David did. Lord, give us that mindset that we don't care who matter what is around us. We go praise you regardless, because you are our Lord, you are our King, you are. Almighty God, so we were not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to praise you in front of nobody, Lord God, like David did. Give us that that heart and that mindset like David did, because you still blessed them no matter what he was exposed. And, he, and that's and good exposure is always good, Lord, in in front of you, Lord God, because David needed probably needed something in that moment, and he exposed us so you can heal them and touch them and get them right. Lord, we just need to take that mindset, and no matter what, when your presence come. We need to obtain it and hold it for that moment before you leave, Lord. And this prayer, prayer is your son, Jesus' name. And it is so. And it is so. Remember, y'all, no matter what, because he'll take you back. He'll come and bless you and take you back. That's what God do. But that's what happened with David. David sees the moment. Every time he worships God, he sees the moment to show God that how grateful and honorable he is to him. And great day, Breath of Bible Club. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Preston, for sharing today. Here at the Breakfast Bible Club, Chapter 6, 2 Samuel, all in its entirety. <clears throat> Pardon me. Thank you for your prayer relief. We receive it in Jesus' name. And also, thank you for your keys. That's a different way to look at it. Thank you, Lord. Um, one of the keys that stood out that you shared is praise God like no one is watching. And um, some say that David um, danced before the Lord with all of his might, and some say that he danced with, um, with his clothes, his clothes fell off. And in Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 14, um, it says that he wore an ephod. The ephod David wore was a garment usually reserved for priests and those ministering before the Lord. So he had on the ephod, and then the, um, the, he started to praise God, and he was rejoicing, and it was just a time of praise, unadulterated praise. And uh, we know that when he started praising God in that royal garment and worshiping the Lord with joy, um, it says in Exodus 19 and also 6, the ephod David wore was made of fine linen, and it had two pieces covering the front, and then there was a piece covering the back. And the two pieces were fastened together over his shoulders. So they were held um, at the waist by a belt of some type of, of some kind. So... The ephod that was worn by the high priest, they would have, um, it would have been different, even though it had, theirs was embroidered with gold and bright colors. You read that back in the book of Exodus. But, um, and they wore it before the Unum and the, pardon me, the Urim and the Thummim. Um, you know, what God directed the people, that's what they had on. So when he had this on, 
you know, some say that it could have been where it came loose or he, but he just continued to continue to praise God. He didn't really care. He wasn't, um, you know, his focus was on praising God. It wasn't on his clothes, what he had on, if it was coming to loose, was lifting up. He just continued to praise God with all his might. Because that's one thing that we can take from this verse, that he praised God. He danced for the Lord with all of his might. So um, that's, you know, just setting the stage of what's going on. And then uh, Michael was, she was just really embarrassed and horrified. And at one point she pointed out her heart, you know, wasn't really connected as much with his, you know. And uh, mind you, she was taken from him and given by her father Saul to another man to punish, to kind of get back at David. Saul was always um, trying to kill David and hurt David. So I don't know if this is what it was, but she was really embarrassed because, um, not because of his uh, his clothes or being exposed. I feel that she um, she watched from a window and saw him leaping and dancing. And the word says the second time of six and 16, she despised him in her heart. You know, she was embarrassed. She was disgusted, I believe, from the, um, you know, lack of understanding and you know he was a king and she's looking at where is your dignity where is your your you know you shouldn't be out here doing this don't get loose you shouldn't be you know like this and you know she basically rebuked him which was out of order you know she could have even said it you know um in in a different way it's all about your reproach if something is bothering you it is what it is something makes you feel a certain way it says she was despised she despised him in her heart but she could have came to him in a different way you know she did it disrespectfully and um you know she accused him of going around half naked in front of the women and all this stuff but that wasn't his motive you know i've seen in, in many services where people were rejoicing shouting and uh, something may have came off, something may have came loose, and that's why they would take the black little uh, cover-up to cover that person, you know, as they were in the spirit and respect the fact that they're in the spirit. Mm-hmm. I feel like her heart, um, what, it was an issue. You know, that's what I get from it. It, she, it was an issue with her heart because she saw him rejoicing and she knew that he was desperate for the Lord, but she had an issue with him because I feel that, you know, she wanted um him to look a certain way in status or be a certain way or you know not to just give it give it his all like he was doing i don't really feel that david was after the main service he had a lot of wives a lot of concubines i don't feel like that was what was going on in my understanding but whatever the reason for her disgust um she never had any children and uh, that was something that, you know, he never came and was with her again. So very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, welcome, everyone. This is the Breakfast Bible Club. What did you get from Second Samuel chapter 6? What stands out to you? What did you get from reading these verses? And the floor is open. Hi everyone, I'll be reading 1 Samuel chapter 6 from the Tree of Life version today. And the heading is, Ark comes into Jerusalem. Now David again gathered all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000, 
Then David and all the people who were with him arose and set out from Bel Judah to bring up from there the ark of God, which is called the name, the very name of Adonai Zvaat, who is enthroned between the cherubim. So they loaded the ark of God on a new cart and carried it out of the house of Abinadab that was on the hill. Uzzah and Ahil, Abinadab's son, drove the new cart. As they brought it from the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill with the ark of God, and Ahil was walking in front of the ark. Meanwhile, David and the whole house of Israel were celebrating before Adonai with all kinds of instruments made of cypress wood with harps, lyres, tambourines, three strings, instruments, and cymbals. But when they reached the threshing floor of Nahon, Uzzah reached out to the ark of God and grasped it, for the oxen had stumbled. Then the anger of Adonai was kindled against Uzzah. God struck him down there for his irreverence so that he died there beside the ark of God. David was upset because of Adonai's outburst against Uzzah. That place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. So David was frightened of Adonai that day. Then Then he said, how can the ark of Adonai come to me? David was unwilling to move the ark of Adonai to him to the city of David. Instead, David diverted it to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. So the ark of Adonai remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. Meanwhile, Adonai blessed Obed-Edom and his entire household. Then it was reported to King David saying, Adonai has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all the things and all the and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought the ark of God up from the house. So David went and brought the ark of God up from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with joy. Now, when the bearers of the ark of Adonai had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fatling. Meanwhile, David was dancing before Adonai with all his might while he was wearing a linen ephod. So David and the entire house of Israel brought up the Ark of Adonai with shouting and with the sound of chauffeur, of the chauffeur. But as the Ark of Adonai entered the city of David, Saul's daughter, Michal, looked out of the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before Adonai. 
and she despised him in her heart. They brought in the ark of Adonai and set it in its place in the midst of the tent that David had pitched for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings before Adonai. When David had finished offering the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of Adonai Zavot. Then he distributed to all the people, to the whole multitude of Israel, men and women alike, to everyone, a loaf of bread, a cake made in a pan, and a raisin, and a raisin cake. Then all the people departed, each of his home, each to his home. David returned to bless his own household. But Saul's daughter, Michal, came out to meet David and said, how the king of Israel distinguished himself today when he uncovered himself today and the eyes of the slave girls of his subjects as any vulgar fellow would shamelessly uncover himself. It was before Adonai, David said to Michal, who chose me instead of your father and all his household of putting me ruler over the people of Adonai, over Israel. So I danced before Adonai, and I will dishonor myself even more than this, and will be low in my eyes, yet in the eyes of the slave girls, whom, whom you mentioned, I will be honored. So Saul's daughter, Michal, had no children to the day of her death. And my interpretation of the verses. Is um so what's happening here is um they're they're um setting out to bring the ark of the Lord um to the city to um the city of David. And um they had loaded up the ark and then the cart and Uzo and Heo, uh, they were uh Abinadab's sons. And they were the ones that were driving the ark. Ahio was in the front of the ark. And um, and at this time, David and his house, um, they were celebrating the Lord, and they were worshiping the Lord, and um, just really praising the Lord. And David was giving God his um, all of his praise, his total worship, and his total praise. And um, at this time, um, Uzzah um had reached out to try to grab the um ark because the oxen had stumbled and, and was about to cause the ark to fall. And because he tried to stop it from falling, um, he ended up being struck down and he died right there on the spot. And um, he knew that it was forbidden to touch the ark, um, but he touched it anyway, um, trying to take matters into his own hands. And something that I thought about is, what if God wanted the ark to fall for a reason? Um, he may have wanted to fall to um, perform a miracle, or he may have wanted it to fall so that um, for multiple reasons. It could have been for them to, at that point, to look to him only and not look at the subject um, of an actual art. So it could have been multiple reasons of why um, God would have allowed it to fall at that moment. Um, but he stepped in a way and he blocked that from happening. Um, so 
we won't really know what could have happened because um, we got in the way of that. And um, something else, too, is that he really didn't understand is that God knows everything before it happens. So God already knew that the oxen were going to stumble. Um, but it's just up to us to let God move and let God handle things, especially when we're told specific instructions not to touch something. So I'm um, that what happened to him, though. But um, it's also an important lesson to be very careful. And um, then it went on into where um, um, with his with um, Saul's daughter, um, her heart. Um, I wonder about her heart and why she. Cause when I think about people praising and giving their total worship to the Lord, for David to be in that state of praise, high, heavy praise, you everyone around him has to feel the Holy Spirit. <laughs> they have to feel the Holy Spirit too, and not be focusing on David, but should have been in a state of praise themselves. And when I remember, like when I'm at church or. Even even at the house, when you're worshiping and praising, you're not thinking about anyone else. So if she was praising the Lord, she wouldn't even, and the girls, they wouldn't have even noticed anything with David. And um, also, um, that made me think about how it's important to pray about your own self in this moment. It would have been important for them to realize and pray about their own view and their own minds and their own um um, it's um, the way how they see things and how they're viewing someone who's praying, who's basically just praising the Lord. Um, David, he had good intentions, and he was actually going back home to bless and speak life into his own home and anoint his own uh, and, and anoint his home. Um, but when his, when Saul's daughter met him outside, it shows that um, she was offended. And the slave girls, they were offended of um, David's praise. And I feel that his they misunderstood his praise. And I see that happen a lot where someone may be like, they're doing too much or they're, they shouldn't be praising. Or some people may not understand. They think that when they see someone praising, they're catching the Holy Ghost, but you don't understand their praise. You don't know why they're praising. You don't know if the Lord told them to praise to break things off. Um, praise have, um, a, it does a lot in the spirit. Um, it breaks off depression. It breaks off heaviness. It even helps where you see nothing moving, where sometimes worship, you can't get through to your worship. You have to praise first. So, um, my prayer is, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will help us, Lord, where we may not understand someone's story or may not understand someone's praise, that we won't judge and that we will go for God and try to get what God has for us for ourselves. I pray, Lord, that we won't look at someone else, but instead we will be running to the Lord for our own deliverance. And I pray, Lord, that you will remove any um, ill thoughts or impure thoughts that anyone may have in their mind, especially if they see someone worshiping or praising. I pray, Lord, that you will cleanse our hearts, Lord God, and that you will cleanse our minds and cleanse our mindset, Lord God, 
and help us, Lord, to have an understanding, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, that you will help anyone who may have been understood, misunderstood, and that you will um, just bless them, Lord, and that you will cover and protect them. In Jesus' name, it is so. Blessings. Thank you, Sister Sedatus, for sharing today. And thank you for that prayer release. We receive it in Jesus' name. And also thank you for your interpretation today. And Sister Sedatus shared, again, she shared from the Tree of Life version, Second Samuel chapter 6 and all. And um, Brother Preston shared from the Complete Jewish Bible. Israel shared from the King James Version. And Sister Melissa shared from the King James Version parallel with um, Espanol. So I just like to share where everyone is coming from so everyone knows. Um, and also, I read from the King James as well earlier. Um, I meant to read from a different version, but it was the King James. So, again, Sister Sedasia, one of the keys that you shared uh, that stood out, you had many keys that stood out, but one key is look to God for all your help. And um, we can all ask ourselves a question today, you know, from these um, verses and from the story here with David. What's blocking our praise? You know, if we are focusing on other people, what other people say about us, what they're, you know, um, what what they what they think about us, our title, you know, are we are we trying to keep everything, you know, and so so perfected that we don't release our true praise? You know, it's a lot of things we can ask ourselves from these um, verses, and also about his wife. Um, you know, what was going on? with her, you know, she was watching David, and I love that you pointed that out, that she could have been praising God for herself, you know, a lot of people say praise is, con is contagious, you know, when you see one person praising God with all their might, and in a church setting, or maybe even at home, or wherever you may be, you know, you feel the same, you know, a joy that they have, if you have the, uh, the right spirit, the spirit of God, or if you have a heart to uh, believe and to worship God. So, you know, that's a question, um, what was going on with with her? And it makes me wonder, too, because she was Saul's daughter, you know, what was going on? We know that Saul continually chased to, after David to kill David. He dealt with pride. He dealt with a lot of issues. And then even to the very end, he was able to say, okay, David, and bless him and let it go. But that chase went on for years and years and years. So, again, um, we know God's um, things of God that are holy God doesn't need our help. You know, like, um, I like how you mentioned too, Brother Preston, in your interpretation, you said that the um, God, uh, the Ark of the Covenant is God's word, and it's already blessed. You know, he, he doesn't need our help. You know, um, the things of God, he's in full control as well. So that's something we can all take away. And thank you, Sister Sadeja, for sharing today. And the floor is open. Is there one more? Good day. I'll be reading Second Samuel chapter six. I just read one through five because it's take a time from the voice Bible. Once again, David gathered the elite soldiers of Israel, some thirty thousand, and they went back to be to bring back the covenant chest of the true God called by 
the name the eternal one commander of heavenly army who sits enthroned above the winged creatures who protected the chest they carry the covenant chest of the true god on a new cart from the house of abimadad on the hill where it had rest and abimadad sons you, you and a directed the new card with a walking in front of the chest david and all the israelites were joyous before the eternal and they were accompanied by wooden eye and hearts trampolines be and symbols when they came alongside the threshing floor of Nacon, the oxen stumbled and you put out his hand to steady the covenant chest. The eternal burned with anger against you and the true God struck you down on the spot where daring to touch the covenant chest. And I'll read briefly from the, um, the commentary. It says the covenant chest represents something amazing. It is filled with God's presence and is supposed to be kept in the most separate, most holy of places. David knew that having the covenant chest through him as he ruled is important. Therefore, he began the journey towards Jerusalem. The journey is interrupted with you, death. David leaves the covenant chest short of his final resting place but he eventually completes the journey by bringing it unto the city of Jerusalem and, excuse me, and to its final home and bringing God's blessing with it. Although it was dangerous, it is also the most tangible symbol of God's past victories on Israel's behalf and represents God's presence. Good day. Blessings. Thank you, Sister Tennille, for sharing today. Um, here at the Breakfast Bible Club, and thank you for reading our verses. Second Samuel chapter six. Um, you read one through, I believe, eight this morning. God bless you from the Voice Bible. And um, if anybody wants to know what uh, Bible she shared from, again, it is the Voice Bible. And God bless everybody. Is there one more? We want to hear from everyone that would like to share. Okay, and I'm going to read a share from Sister Melanie's. Blessing, Sister Melanie. Thank you for sharing today. And you can always send your share text to 216-463-1574. And she says, good morning. The Ark of the Covenant was Israel's national treasure, which was kept in Abinadab's home. And David saw how Abinadab was blessed, and he wanted to bring the Ark to, the, to Jerusalem in order to bless the entire nation. Uzzah was only trying to protect the ark, but the ark was to be moved only by the Levites. They were never to touch the ark. To touch it was an offense under Jewish law. So God's action was directed against David and Uzzah. David placed the ark on the cart, following the Philistines' example rather than God's command. Uzzah thought through sincere, though sincere in his desire to protect the ark, had to face the consequences of the sin of touching it. 
And the next time David tried to bring the ark to Jerusalem, he was careful to handle it correctly. And David was angry that a well-being man had been killed and that his plans for a joyous return of the ark had been spoiled. He knew that the fault was his own for transporting the ark carelessly. Michael's contempt for David, she may have thought it was undignified to be so concerned for public worship at the time when it was so important to the, unimportant to the kingdom. Or maybe she thought it was not fitting for a king to display such emotion. And whatever the reason she felt towards her husband, and she ended up childless for life. So she did not rejoice in the arch return to the city. David was willing to look foolish in the eyes of some in order to worship God fully and honestly. God, godly people may worship in many ways that look foolish to others because they have different cultures or traditions, but we should accept their heartfelt expression of worship. We should not be afraid to express our feelings towards God, even when others are present. And her prayer is, praise the Lord, Heavenly Father, I thank you for another day and the start of a new month. I ask, don't let us be put off by the proud who has hold us in contempt for our freedoms in you. Thank you for being present to us. Jesus, please help us keep our eyes on you and continue to worship you in the freedom of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, it is so. Yes, thank you, Sister Melanie, for sending your share in today. And a lot of great keys in your share, as always. And one of the keys that stood out is in your prayer. Jesus, help us to keep our eyes on you and continue to worship you in the freedom of your spirit, of your Holy Spirit. Such a blessing. Yes, thank you for sharing. You know, when we're worshiping God, when we're praising God, when we're, when we're praying, when we're reading our word, we do it unto the glory of God. Everything that we do should be put in our hearts to serve him and him only and not to care what other people are feeling or thinking about our praise. So that's very key today. Um, we see David gave it all, his, his 100% might. He praised God with everything he had. You know, he knew the people would probably have an issue, but he still wanted them to see him praising him. Uh, praising God the way that he, uh, you know, should, the way that we all should. You know, I see a lot of times in certain churches we're so dignified, you can't mess up your hair, can't let the hair get out of place, or you can't uh, let your suit get sweaty, or you don't want to get, you know, messy or disheveled. But that's not the praise that was displayed here with David. He gave it 100%. We, too, can also give God 100%. Now, again, I just want to also add to this. We want to be mindful of our attire um, when we're, you know, going to church and uh, praising God or in the setting of, of that sort, because we do want to be respectful. This is not a pass, and I wanted to address this from someone else's um, mention of this. It's not a pass. Just come dressed any kind of way, and your clothes is, you know, not uh, proper, and you're being exposed. This is not about that. It's about giving God your all but also come into God's house respectfully. So I just wanted to make a um, point that out as well. Well, God bless everybody. This concludes the Breakfast Bible Club. Um, since there's no one else that is ready to share, I'm going to close out. I'm going to say a couple of announcements, and then I'm going to pray us out. And I want to thank everyone for calling in. I want to thank you, all of our listeners that are listening in. I pray that you took something away from our uh, scriptures today. Also, uh, we're doing 
tomorrow our verses will be Second Samuel chapter 7 on this entirety, the entire chapter of chapter 7 for tomorrow. We're going to pretty much stay in this flow and going to do a chapter a day until we double up when the chapters are smaller. So we're going to um, keep this flow. Again, I want everyone to know you can call or text 216-463-1574 your share or if you have prayer requests or if you would like to leave a prayer request, you can do that or you can leave it on the voicemail or text it out. I will cover each prayer request or if you need a call back, please leave your uh, telephone number and make sure it's not cut off in the voicemail so that I can call you back for prayer. Again, I'm Minister Lane. Blessings, everyone. Welcome. Uh, this is a safe place to share. Share the Breakfast Bible Club with your friends, family, and coworkers. Let everyone know that we are here. We start around 8.05 a.m. And we go on to about uh, at 9.30, give or take a, few, a minute or two. So um, we are here daily, every day. Also, if anyone has a born date today, God bless you. If today is your born date. Psalms 118 verse 24 says, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So give God the glory for another year of life. And may God bless you to see many, many more. Also, our website is www.diamondsofpromisellc.org. Check us out. Give, donate. We're working on our building fund, getting that building together. Um, if you would like to give, it's good ground. We use every donation and every um, offering in the correct manner. So uh, this is a safe place to share. God bless you. Also, you are invited for our Saturday Hour of, po of Power Prayer Call. That is today at 12 noon to 1 p.m. Join us. We open up with the first 15 minutes of worship, and then we go into casting our cares unto the Lord, according to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 through 10, for God cares for us. So it's a great way to relieve any stress, any issues, anything you're carrying from the job or family. Call in and be blessed. And then the end of the call, we listen and we invite God in and we listen in to what he has to say for us. So we're not just dumping our cares and walking away. We're inviting the Lord to come and to move and to speak to us. Also, um, you are invited to join us for our Wednesday noonday teaching. We have every Wednesday from 12 to 1 p.m. It's been extended. So if you would like to teach on that line, please reach out to me, that number I gave. Also, um, we teach on a topic that is relevant to what God's Word says. And um, on that topic, we give scripture. So call in and be blessed. Also, we have our Thursday book club at 7 p.m. We're on Chapter 9, I believe. We're moving through that book. It's, a, it's 12 chapters, so we're coming to a close. Very blessed book. It's called Repentance, Cleansing Your Generational Bloodline by Natasha Gribbage. Very blessed book. It's a good way to learn. If you see a lot of demonic cycles or issues in your family, which we all have something in our bloodline, but this is a great way to get clear from it. I've been seeing so many things happen in my life as well as others. So again, if you're interested in living in a clear and clean way and leaving your family with a clean bloodline. You know, some can give money or leave your family with houses and things of that sort, but make sure that you, if you would like to, uh, to join us, that you would join us and be blessed. So that's everything. I'm going to pray us out. Father, I thank you. 
Lord, I thank you for this blessing today here at the Breakfast Bible Club. I ask that you will bless everyone's mind, Lord God. Thank you for the opportunity to read, Lord God, with everyone in unity. Open up our understanding, God. Give us spiritual understanding, spiritual growth for everyone here on the line. Father, I pray that you will open up our spiritual eyes and spiritual ears. Bless us and guide us on this journey from Genesis to Revelation. Help us, Lord God, to receive everything that you have for us today through your holy word. For your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And Lord, I thank you. I pray that you would keep our path illuminated. Keep us from sin. Keep us from mistakes. Keep us from error, Lord God. Father, we repent. Shut every sin door that is open in our lives today. Help us to praise you, God, with our with our all, with our whole hearts today. In the name of Jesus, draw those here to this line that desire to read the word of God. We thank you for this new day. Lead us and guide us today. Bless our spirits today. Lift any heaviness, all heaviness, leave this line. Depression, leave this line. Anxiety, leave this line. Spirits of murder, evil spirits of lust, anger and rage. We bind you. We immobilize you. We command you to cease. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for blessing us, for covering us, for cleansing our spirit today. Father, any suicidal thoughts and actions, bind them up and cast them out from us in Jesus' name. Let everyone know that no one is here by mistake, that no one is here by accident. We all have a purpose. Father, I speak over everyone here under the sounds of my voice, that no one will leave this earth prematurely without walking out the plan and the purpose that God has intended for our lives. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your love, for your grace, God. Let us all feel your love today. Let us all feel your grace today. Lord, wrap your arms around us. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you've done for us. So Lord, I ask that you will bless everyone to even come into the understanding of that purpose, of your will, today, today, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for extension of time, extension of life. Thank you, Lord God, for sending angelic angels to protect us, to guide us. Thank you for blessing us, God, and keeping us from evil today. Lord, bless anything, Lord God, that we put our hand to today. Father, bind every evil spirit that may minister to the portals of our mind today, any trauma that anyone is going through. We thank you for healing, Lord God. And Father, cut off all evil communication that ministers to our hearing, Lord. You said, my sheep shall know my voice and the voice of a stranger. They will not follow. So Lord, we give you glory today that we will follow you, your way, your word, your way for us, God. And your will be done. By your stripes, Jesus, we are healed. That means our minds are healed. Our bodies are healed. Hallelujah. Our spirits are healed. We walk in victory today. Hallelujah. Victory is our middle name. I decree and declare we are victorious. Break every word curse spoken over anyone from birth, Lord, to now. Break those curses. We are who God says we are. We come out of agreement with what anyone else has said about us, God. And the negative, we come in alignment with your word today of what you said about us, God. We are the head and not the tail above and never beneath. We are blessed going in and blessed coming out. We're blessed in the city and in the field. That means wherever we go, we are blessed. Lord, we thank you. Break every generational curse over anyone, Lord God. Reveal how to repent. Reveal to us things that are unrepented of, that are deep in our bloodline, God, that we're still seeing the effects of. 
Father, we thank you, Lord, for breaking us free today. Remove our sickness and disease, infections, illnesses, dry up cancer cells, tumors, growth, infections, Lord God. Cleanse our spirit, cleanse our blood, cleanse our skin, our hair. Father, we thank you, Lord God. Keep our minds clean, Lord God, and pure. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, whether we're aware or unaware that you are healing us, God. We thank you for this prayer, Lord, just going forth that this is an atmosphere of healing. Father, remove all pain. This is a pain-free zone. Touch our bodies, our joints, our backs, wherever there's pain, Lord God, and remove it from us in Jesus' name. You are a healer. We stand on the word today. Thank you for blessing the women that call in today from 211, first call for help. The women that call in from the Diamonds of Promise line and that are coming out of domestic violence, human trafficking, prostitution, PTSD, incest, rape, miscarriage, touch them, cover them, heal their hearts and their spirits. Those that went through abortion, Father, let them forgive themselves as well as you, God. We ask that you forgive them and any other kinds of abuse, Lord God. Release your healing over this line. No matter what we need, God, Father, you know all things. Touch all brokenness, all hurting in anyone's spirit, Lord, and remove it. Bless the women calling in that went through FGM. Touch their bodies to be able to conceive. Break that barrenness off of them, God, from those evil acts. Bring forth education on FGM and that you never intended for women to be circumcised. Father, educate them. Break this culture cultural practice god and we thank you lord god for healing them we ask that you bless the men lord god that call in iron sharpens iron touch them deliver them heal them put their lives in alignment with you raise them up they're our brothers uncles hallelujah husbands hallelujah we ask that you would touch them in a mighty way god and we thank you lord for breaking demonic cycles here on this line we thank you lord for those coming out of prison break those cycles god Lord, this time is the last time I decree and declare over anyone, family, loved ones, or children coming home from prison. Give them re-entry, safe back into the community. Father, touch those that are homeless to provide safe and affordable housing for them. Father, renew the mind. Break those mindsets of poverty. Those that come out of the military, touch them. Release blessings over them. Heal them that went through sexual abuse in the military. So many men were abused in the military. Touch them, cover them, heal them, God. Today, we're asking God, reverse it today. Lord, anyone dealing with PTSD from trauma, from battle, touch them today. Lord, those that are dealing with drugs and alcohol, heal them to the root. Dry up the desire and the taste to use the drug. Take it from them, God. Heal them, Lord God. We ask you today to touch their bodies. Feel, Lord God, whatever void is in the spirit that they're trying to replace you with god whatever drug it is lord god remove it dry it up from their spirit take away the urges lord we thank you lord for healing them today with the blood of jesus hallelujah the women that call in that went through gun violence lord losing their children and their loved ones lord touch them today those that went through racism remove hatred today lord break every evil monitoring spirit that may be attached to anyone. Destroy them with the blood of Jesus. Send confusion into the camp of the enemy. Father, place a hedge of protection around anyone here on this line being monitored by any evil spirits. We know those evil spirits report back to the enemy. So, Father, we ask that you dismantle them 
with the blood of Jesus today. We call upon the Most High God to answer our prayers. We thank you, Lord, in advance for your healing, for your breakthrough, for your victory. Father, we ask that you bless our transportation. I decree and declare everyone under the sound of my voice makes it safely from point A to point B, wherever they go, God. Lord, whatever transportation, bus, train, plane, a flight today, a boat, carpool, lift, Uber, bicycle, motorcycle, skateboard, whatever it may be, the bus. Bless those drivers as well, God. Father, cover, I cancel, and interrupt all accidents and incidents today. Break any satanic agenda over anyone today. I speak life over our transportation. I thank you, Lord, for safety angels. I cancel any blood sacrifice covenant over our transportation today. It is so. Hallelujah. It has been broken by the blood of Jesus. Lord, bless every godly marriage with love, peace, healing, unity, buying infidelity and cheating marriage, breaking spirits of Baal and other demons that are starting to break and destroy marriages. Cover those marriages. Jesus be the center of those unions. Bless those homes. Cancel out arguments and fights. Strife in the home. Children running wild. Father, I speak peace over the homes today. It is so. And I thank you, Lord God, for answering these prayers. And all those that are praying for a spouse to be equally yoked, Lord God, at the right time and the right place. Find the spirit of loneliness that is designed to keep us from you. Loneliness, Lord God, that is designed to lead people into sexual sins. Father, fill that void with you today. Lord, let them put their hands to something that edifies you as an act of service. Bless those that are single and satisfied to keep their hearts and minds stayed and fixed on you. No matter what anybody says, Lord God, let them keep their minds on you. Lord, we give you glory for whatever state that we're in. Remember the lost in our families, save them, deliver them. We lift up our communities, our cities, our countries, and our world. United States of America, blessings, Jamaica, Puerto Rico, Poland, welcome, Canada, welcome. Those that call it from the Amish country, welcome. Those that call it from Africa, blessings. And Lord, remember everyone, Lord, no matter where they call in from, bless them, cover them. Father, we need revival over the whole earth. We're calling out, Lord God, for revival. Remember Israel and Gaza war, provide peace and healing for those that lost so much, God. These are your people, cover them. Holy Spirit, guide them. We give it to you, God, every situation. Thank you, Lord, for meeting need over design. I bind the spirit of poverty and lack. Loose this, hallelujah, loose this atmosphere. You are bound. Hallelujah, we command blessings right now to overtake us in the name of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for our rent is paid, our mortgage is paid, our bills are paid. We have healthy food in our refrigerator and our cabinets are filled to overflow. And I thank you, Lord, for the testimony of these prayers because so many have been in agreement. Their refrigerators have been completely filled. So much, God, they even have to give it away to others, Lord. Help us to give. Show us where to give. Give us more than enough, enough to help others. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Even repairs are being made in our homes. We're debt-free. Hallelujah. I just thank you, Lord, that our our credit scores are clear, God. I just give you the glory for the anointing of abundance that rests upon us today. And I ask that you bless the essential workers that they go out in the community, increase our discernment, and Lord, all these prayers, hallelujah, and blessings I ask 
in the mighty name and the matchless name of Jesus Christ. It is so, and it is so. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise today. It is so. Blessings, everyone. Blessings. Love you all. Blessing. Love y'all.